All right, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm Wes Dorn. Joining with me today is Renee Herrera. Renee, how you doing? What up, bitches? And the first time in about a year, the one, the only, yeah. Ryan Muldowney. How you doing, Ryan? I'm well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, some housekeeping. Uh, Muldo to everyone. What's it? Muldo to everyone. Who's at 998 followers right now. So if you have it in your heart and you don't already follow this big-time bozo, why don't you give him a follow? <laughs> Yeah, let's get uh, Moldo over a thousand. Yeah, let's get him to a thousand. Moldo to Moldo to a thousand. That's the hashtag. Some housekeeping uh, before we really jump in. Uh, we no longer have stupid names for the podcast. We have settled on a name, and it was right there in front of us the whole time. You are now listening to the Known Trolls podcast. Renee, wow. thoughts on the Known Trolls? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love the name. It's very uh, poetic, and uh, I don't know if we want to to uh to credit the name to anyone uh it was some reddit loser who uh i think like four years ago i wrote some blog making up a fake second chance two season and like some idiots on reddit took off with it thought it was like legitimate and it was like <laughs> people people on twitter like there was like random survivors who were like really excited about it because i thought it was legitimate too and then so there was a thread on reddit that got started about it and some like person chimed in saying like Oh, don't believe uh, Wes Dorn or whatever. Like he's a known troll. Wait for Redmond; he'll give us the real answers. <laughs> so, known troll has stuck uh, ever since. So, thanks to that like random Reddit loser, uh, we have a new podcast name. What were you saying, Maldo? I, I think it's a catchy name, and I think you need some like new theme music though, because I listened to the podcast last week, and you guys had a really long theme song. Well, it was I. I try to have a theme for hey, the great theme. editing, Wes. Hey, it was like twenty-five seconds. It was a. Uh, Showdown from Kingpin, uh, ELO. Uh, it was by the Kingpin. Kingpin is a Fairly Brothers movie, and at the end was the one of the songs from uh, Me Myself and Irene, another Fairly Brothers movie. Okay. So there was a uh, theme to it. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, we have someone working on intro. Wes is and... a big fan of uh, Green Book. Yeah. So <laughs> his favorite movie last year. So uh, we have someone working on intro and outro music. So we'll have uh, themes uh, very soon. Uh, well, I mean, I got lyrics for you. I could like, I it could just be super quick, like. Wes and Renee are known trolls. Listen for some lols. <laughs> I like it. Maybe we can add that in. Um, let's see. Anything else uh, that needs to be discussed before we jump into things? Well, Maldo, you're getting you're getting married, right, dude? Ah, uh, yeah, we uh, we are. No, uh, <laughs> at some point, no right? Yeah, at some point in the future, yes. Uh, so uh, I assume that I'm inviting myself to right, Renee. And I talked about last week how we're going to crash your wedding. Is uh, You're okay with that? Oh, yeah. I'm fine with it. Everybody listening, feel free to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm definitely fun. going to be there. Whether uh, whether he invites me or not, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a special section for Survivor fans. You guys can all sit there and like hang out and talk about the show. What was the weirdo table in the wedding singer? Was that table nine where all the, the weird family and friends uh, were put? Yeah, I think that's that's appropriate. That seems from uh, you know I've I've met a lot of Survivor fans and myself included. I think I would belong in Table Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. Let's jump into the episode. I just re uh, rewatched again right now, so it's fresh. I rewatched uh, it Friday night. Oh, nice. Okay. So Renee, you're actually I putting did. in some work in. Okay. Uh, I, I, I you know. I missed a lot because I have to like listen at work because I'm usually at work when the episode the East Coast uh, East Coast airing plays. You know you have to watch 
the East Coast airing in order to get those prime tweets in. You know, that's where you get all your likes and your retweets and whatnot. Um, so you can't get high numbers unless you watch the East Coast feed of it. So I usually put it on while I'm at work, and then I uh, I'll listen to it, you know, and I'll hide my screen so that people don't think that I'm like doing anything bad. Um, and then sometimes I'm working, you know, like but this particular week, like it was slow, so I was just kind of sitting there and watching it. Um, but I missed a lot, so I have to like rewatch it. Okay. Yeah. So I was- before we get into that, I just want to say that. Uh, you're a, a terrible worker for wa- watching the show during work hours because I work the show and I never watch it. Okay, and I've, I'm sacrificing prime tweet time because I just care about my jobs so much. <laughs> yeah, Renee, why don't you get? Uh, why don't you start being a, a decent worker for once? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm bad. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was at a conference on Wednesday, so I couldn't watch it on the uh, East Coast feed, which sucked. But I, so I had this tweet. I was I was had a gif a gif I was working on all week. Look, uh, so Victoria the redhead, she kind of looks like Pippi Longstocking. I'm like, oh, this gif's gonna do great numbers. So I I tweeted out at the golden hour, like at like <laughs> like five forty five our time, right when everyone's like retweeting and like tweeting stuff. It got like two likes. <laughs> I wasn't even watching the episode. I tried to think of something very generic to say, hoping that it would catch on, and I retweeted it like two or three times. And it finally got like it finally did numbers, but it had nothing to do with the episode whatsoever, so it, it didn't really play. When you really think a tweet is going to score, and then just it just crickets. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's well, <laughs> that's I, always fun. Last Sunday, I I shot this video of a biker like blasting Ed Sheeran, and then the song ended right as he sped off, and like it's a real chopper motorcycle, and I got a video of it. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be hilarious, and I have it on like my nice camera, so like. To convert it to get it onto Twitter, it took me like an hour to figure out how to do it, and then I put it on there, and like three people liked it. Then wait, wait, so much <laughs> it's the the ones that always take the most time to make are the ones that don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, so the less thought, the better. Exactly, it's a good way to live life in general. Just don't put any thought. Into it. You gotta you gotta live life like you're Renee at a uh, office job. <laughs> hey, how dare you? <laughs> okay. Um, so Renee, what were your okay? Let's I guess let's start from the beginning. We had Reem at Extinction Island. Um, are you? Is she gonna stick around there for much longer, or is she is she quitting? It's, it certainly looked like she was down in the dumps. Renee, what do you thought thoughts on Renee? Uh, there's no chance that she stays there until the point where they bring people back. Like she's definitely quitting. I would think sometime soon. Um. Yeah, because, uh, and here's my rationale, is that uh, they made a point to include her saying, like, oh, they don't even say when, you know? Like, how do I know how long I'm supposed to be here? And if you're a fan of Survivor, you would think that you'd probably guess that they're really only going to bring someone back probably around the merge time or even later, like, finale time, which is usually day 36 or 37. Right. So I think Reem said she was a fan, but, I mean, she... Seems to have no clue when this would be happening. You would guess it would be one of those two times. So you would think like, hey, I can at least make it to day 21, you know, stick this out. But she's like so concerned about not knowing when this will happen that she's definitely going to quit. Probably in the next two or three weeks. So uh-huh. the next two or three episodes, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, thoughts on Reem on Extinction Island? I think she might stick it out. I think she's tough. 
And it really it depends on the other people that come through too. Like if uh, Joe gets voted out and he joins her and he's like making coconut shacks like uh, Gilligan's Island style, <laughs> then maybe he's gonna stay. But if it's Keith and like people like him that are just completely useless when it comes to any outdoor survival skills, then I could see her quitting. But I think she's tougher than you give her credit for. I think she's gonna stick it out. You you make it you go through all this process and you're voted out first and you have a chance to stay. Why would you why would you quit? But granted, it's really hard. But have you guys seen the video of the Jacksonville woman who's a Jaguars fan? Yes. Yeah. It's like a viral video, and she, the, this woman in the viral video, reminds me exactly like Reem. <laughs> You've not yeah, seen yeah. this video, Renee? No, no. no. What does she what do? do? Here. Can you hear this? Here, hold on. Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. <laughs> and I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. Thank you. So you that is so great. Yeah, the late the picture makes it. Yeah, <laughs> the picture definitely makes it. Probably some Florida. I can I can imagine what a Florida person looks like. Yeah, all Florida people are pretty much trash, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Talk about a strong take. Just the born in, the born in Florida people. No, I'm just joking. There's a lot of decent people. Because, uh, you know, um, okay, moving on. Um, let's see. <laughs> Wendy, so these are the most obvious two first two boots we've had in a long time. And I think Wendy is clearly next, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Wendy would be going home because just of her shenanigans back at camp. Um, but, uh, yeah, it didn't surprise me whatsoever that Keith is actually the one that went. Um, I would have been very surprised if Wentworth went at this vote, but I don't know. I feel like unless they can somehow eke out an immunity win, like, Wendy's definitely going home next week. How do you, speaking of Keith, how do you go on Survivor and not, how, how can you not be an expert swimmer at this point? go on survivor like you the two skills that you need to have are fire making and <laughs> swimming you know i just don't understand how you can possibly go on and not not like spend months on end if you don't know how to swim learning how to swim you know ryan thoughts on i mean that seems like it would make sense to me how long is the casting process it's like months long like the moment you think you have a chance of possibly getting on if you don't know how to swim you think you go hit the pool go to the local ymca get a membership and just swim some laps or at least go take some swimming lessons right yeah so it's a little disappointing like the guy didn't put in the work and now he's out second but maybe if he just put in a little more effort who knows what happens exactly good take it seems like we have a well i have a i'll play devil's advocate on this okay there you go there you go um because i did see i have to credit uh old man uh dale wentworth on this um and uh he said that uh you know you would think that would be the case but a lot of times you don't have um, uh, a lot of notice before going out there. And then if you just think about, I mean, I know you're supposed to take this seriously, but if you have like a job and you have to work up until you leave, like there's only so much time where you can try and accomplish a lot of these things. And I learned how to swim when I was like five because my mom like forced us to, because I think we were Mexican and she just figured we'd be crossing a river at some point. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so she made us, and I know it took a long time, and we were in swim lessons for years and years. So, like, I'm a good swimmer now, but that's only because I had all those years back then. So if you only had a 
two or three months, like I could see you being like a shit swimmer. Like maybe he took a few lessons, but still he's kind of, he doesn't know what's going on. And you yeah, can see it. And it's harder to learn something like that as an adult. Like when you're a kid, like yeah. I don't think I really had swimming lessons. I just kind of learned how to do it. But everybody has different like athletic abilities. Not everybody's a great athlete like me. Yeah, Keith is a kid. So I mean he's still yeah, yeah. When did they when did they film? July? He could have I think he's in college, you know, he gets out of college yeah. in May. Spend the next two months learning how to swim, you know. Well he's church boy sixteen, so like he's probably in church the whole time. <laughs> like so maybe that was it. Maybe if he thought he if he prayed enough he'd be able to walk on the water soon as <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to talk about praying at the end. Um <laughs> good call uh who do you is uh so we have like a, a simmering kelly and david feud do you buy into the that feud happening or are they going to work together and try to get through all this uh money mess although what do you think about the brewing kelly and david feud i think it's a bad idea for them i think it's going to end poorly uh, they should stay together it's it seems like you would want to stay with someone like that at least to take the heat off of you because then you're the only one left you're the only returning player on that team but I could see why if, if there's only one, maybe it's easier for them to blend in. But I I think you just got to embrace being the returning player and just stick with your other person. I don't know. I, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I think pre-merge, right? You kind of just really have to stick it out and just kind of just make it through to the merge, right? Like if I were David and Kelly, I would – um stick with each other because if they try and get rid of each other like if they come merge and then joe and aubrey are there and they get word that like oh david you know david uh got rid of kelly because she was you know a threat or whatever like they're gonna gang up on david and try and get his ass out you know so like if all the returnees can make it to the merge then you know you have to be that first returnee that turns on all of them i think so you kind of have to stick together at least till the merge yeah, I th- yeah, I'm guessing all the other players in the game who are non-returnees are probably thinking that there's a potential uh, meetup with the, uh, all the returnees getting together and potentially uh, getting up and voting out everybody else. I'm going to be honest here. I'm a little let down by our guy, Wardog, so far. I was expecting fireworks and like him just to be out there like dropping bombs on people. Are you? Uh, have you expected more from Wardog, Renee? Um, I guess, but... Uh... He's very much a, a confessional giver, right? Like, so he's talking a lot of smack and confessional. Um, he's talking about how he wants to be the one controlling the vote and all that stuff, which I guess it seems like what actually happened this week. Um, so, I mean, I, we're probably not going to see a lot of fireworks from him because uh, that's he's he's been intentional about that. I know he's like a military dude, right? right. So uh, he probably has like a lot of discipline. And he's, like, studying to be a lawyer, so he's got to be somewhat smart, right? I mean, if you discount T-Dub. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's also a, a poker player, too, so he's that very very yeah, subdued. Yeah. And, like, he's, he knows not to blow up out, out there. And he's a Survivor fan, too, so he's not going to be doing anything to undermine his game. Yeah, so uh, it's not really great for TV, but, like, I'll give him credit for playing a pretty decent game thus far. Mulder, thoughts on Warthog? Oh, I have some thoughts. Okay, let's, let's hear him. <laughs> uh, I think it's still pretty early in the game, so it's easy to maintain a level head when it's day three, day six, and you're still like relatively, you have food in your stomach, and you're not 
dehydrated and cranky. Uh, I think we might see more of the war dogginess come out of him as the game goes on. I think so far he he's played a really good game. He seems to be in the center of everything and controlling the votes. And that's fine if you don't you don't have to be like, what do, what do you want him to do? Like just go up to other players and like scream in their faces. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> He, he's gonna. He gives. He gives good confessional. That's really all that you can ask for. If he's funny in there and entertaining in there, and then, you'd, I guess you'd like to see him take it up a little bit more of it, in in the reality of it, yeah. versus and, just kind of hanging out in the background. But right. I think. Yeah. I think all the. I, I have a feeling he's gonna. He'll, he'll. I think there's gonna be some some time some point in an episode where, he's gonna go, full Tony Vlachos on us. Yeah, I think. Uh... Yeah, maybe it's, we're gonna have to wait till a swap or the merge to happen for like all the drama to start. So yeah, and also he's been like he's been in the catbird seat from day one. Let's see what happens when he has to face a little adversity. Let's see what comes out then. Exactly. So yeah, you brought up how it's like day six, but people have finally started to settle down. Uh, you know, my best friend Rick Devins is now like uh he's no longer doing the Kool Aid <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> that was probably I was uh, that was probably one of my favorite interactions I've had. Did you see that Moldo? I did. That was awesome. Yeah. So I was like a uh, little tipsy. I just like randomly filmed something, one take, no, no big deal about that. Uh, and posted it. And I'm like, you know what? I had, it, I had, I had someone check him like, you know what? Should I post this? And they said, yeah, fine. Fuck it. Just post it. So I posted it. And then like, I went to bed soon after. Oh, I had some other t- tweets that I guess people didn't like, but um, I went to bed soon after and woke up to Rick Devins, like sending me a, a video reply which is pretty pretty cool i woke up at like five i'm like oh, i gotta i don't know how to play this like i was expecting him to maybe like kind of bitch me out but he played it like perfectly you know there's a lot of people who don't understand like the west dorm brand or the moldo brand or the renee herrera brand i mean we're pretty much just like we're troublemakers we're just like just talk shit but overall like yeah. we're not that mean you know and so i'm glad that rick understood yeah. what was going we like to give, on we like to give you shit you know but like we don't hate you or anything exactly it's all in good fun. Yeah, we're having fun here. Uh, and, and, and and I think it's great that he responded that way. And, and you're on Survivor. You shouldn't be able, you shouldn't be taking yourself that seriously. If you're going to go out in public and put yourself out there, sometimes people are going to yeah. see you in a way that you're not like you're not particularly fond of. But at least have fun with it. And I'm glad he exactly. did. Exactly. And yeah, we've talked plus about. I, plus, I think uh, uh, his wife. I think his wife is like the uh, buffer, where she uh, she's the one who like sees all these tweets about him and stuff. She probably brought it to his attention. So, hey, Rick's wife, what's up? <laughs> what, back hey, to Devin? Hey, is hey, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh, is that how it says it? That was like a seductive Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Becca, Renee's got a whole list of people you need to watch out for. So reach out to Renee. He's gonna He'll, he'll give you the dirt yeah. on a lot of people. I'll steer you clear of uh, all these freaks. Yeah, so <laughs> Renee, <laughs> we've been talking about bad social media from all these players. And so oh, Rick is now, he's got, he's got great social media now. But also, uh, a lot of props to Aurora. I know you've you've not been a fan of Aurora's social media, but she she said yesterday how she, on follow her on Instagram or whatnot because she's going to be going in her Instagram stories and talking about the casting process and like giving tips. Now that is that is a great way to uh, to mark yourself and get your Twitter followers over to Instagram. Whereas I've been seeing some other people doing like giveaways and stuff that like just typical random like uh, social media people do on Instagram. You know, like you ever follow like the fit. The models, like on Instagram, how they all have like butt models, yeah, yeah. The butt models are just like the <laughs> workout models and stuff. It's just it's <laughs> awful, but like they always do these like giveaways, like you know, tag your best friend or tag your couple friends or 
you know, make sure to share and like call, <laughs> leave a comment, and then uh, you'll be entered into a drawing for something like that. It, whenever I see that, it doesn't seem that sincere. But like from Aurora, like that's like something a lot of Survivor fans would care about. So they're they are going to go to her Instagram. You know, thoughts on Aurora trying to get Instagram followers? Yeah. Um. This lady has got one of the weirdest fucking <laughs> accounts in the entire world. That's so I'm constantly that. like dumbfounded by what she posts. Um, <laughs> and I just don't understand it. Like she claims she's not good at social media, even though she's been doing it for like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so bizarre. I'm just like, what is the point of this? Like, I guess what's the point of social media in general? Like, it's just weird. Um, <laughs> But, like, the other day she posted, like, a picture of her back, like, her back muscles. And it was, like, a three-paragraph thing about how, like, check it out. Like, I'm not a guy, but I'm still strong. And it's just, like, what? Like, congrats, I guess? Like, it's so weird. Okay. Um, but, uh... Hey, she's she's she was, her. She was happy her. about building back guess. muscles. And she was saying, you can do it too, probably, you know? Female empowerment. Why do you hate, why do you hate women, Renee? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely hate women, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So it's no, just strange. I get it to an extent. I get it. Maldo, yeah. do you know? Have you been following social media as closely as Renee and uh, I have been? I just started following Aurora, so she gained a new follower. Now I'm looking at this back picture. She lost an opportunity to just make the caption, "I'm bringing sexy back." That's what I would. <laughs> uh, Short and yeah, sweet, it's right? A weird, it's a weird profile, and she has like in her thing is. Direct as fuck. There you go. What? Yeah, direct you, as fuck, except she always has, like, four paragraphs written. Um, <laughs> I don't like when people put that kind of stuff in their profile, like, oh, just tell it like it is. It's like, oh, you're just, like, uh, you're just basically just saying, I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah. or, or, like, she's sarcastic, man. I'm so sarcastic. Oh, like, sarcasm is, like, one of the lowest forms of humor. Anybody can do it. So it's like, oh, yeah, you're so funny because you're sarcastic. I get it. Hey, fuck you, man. Anyway. I'm like as sarcastic as they get. Don't are you are you knocking my humor approach, Moldo? No, yeah. I just meant fuck in you, general. Man. Yeah. So yeah, we suggest everybody. I like wear it as a badge of honor. Like their sarcasm is a badge of honor. Like and they're yeah. just sarcastic about every single. Yeah. Thing. Also, it's like there's some sincerity, damn it. Also, people who claim to be really weird tend to be not really weird. They just don't really understand themselves, or they don't, they don't really know how to describe describe themselves. Yeah. Or they're. Uh, super duper weird weird enough that it's like stay away from this person at all costs <laughs> um are you okay so we had david are you oh yeah we don't need to talk about this this is stupid um a lot of time was spent on the idols now you're not a big i, oh, I was man. talking to someone else the day and talking about how that is such a waste of time the idol hunt because that just takes away from all the strategizing and other stuff going on at camp are you also really out on the idol hunts uh Maldo? Yeah, I don't like watching them. I just, uh, people digging in holes for 10 minutes. I don't need to see that. <laughs> just cut to when they find it. and then just I know they're going to find it because the way they set up the scenes all the time, it's like, oh, I'm never going to find this thing. Ah, oh, I'm looking everywhere. And then you hear the music swell, and they and then the, they find it, and they dance. You know, it's all very controlled. <laughs> well, yeah, you can also tell at the different camera angles, too. You know, they've, like, they've either already found it or just kind of doing it again uh, to make it because yeah. they, they, they didn't catch the idle hunt. The idol find initially on camera, so they had to replay it. But yeah, 
Yeah, and if you're out there and like you're just walking around, and then suddenly two camera dudes start to follow you, I, I would it would clue me in to think that I am getting warmer. Right. So I don't know. I guess players are getting. Do you think they're getting more savvy to that, or just some people just have no idea how any of that works? So they don't think about it. I think if you're a fan and you've been like listening to podcasts or you do your research, I think you would know that the, when the cameras start uh, circling you, that you're near something. You know. Yeah. I, I just I'd rather see more strategy talk because like that's really the most important part of the game. The idols are one thing, but you could always strategize around those. All right, so Molo's a big strategy guy. All right, Renee, thoughts on idol hunt? Oh, I got a lot to say about this. So I will say that I think this all dates back to what like a year or two ago when people started complaining about all these dudes finding idols and this idol disparity between men and women. And so I think that. This editors, obviously, producers must have gotten wind of this. And so they have shown, at least these last couple seasons, the fact that, you know, no, it's not just this one person who's looking for it and finds it right away. Like, everyone seems to be out there doing their, you know, trying their best to search. And so I think that we did see that, um, you know, because they did show a lot of people going like, oh, like, like, I'm going to look real quick, or, you know, I don't want people to catch me being gone from camp. And so you saw, like, Rick, he had, like, leaves and shit that he was bringing back to camp. But, like, you see him running to, like, a tree and looking in there. And so it's like, okay, like, these guys are doing the stuff on the fly kind of really quick so that they don't get caught. Um, and uh, and then they showed the disparity of, like, Julia and Victoria just sitting there and being like, hey, everybody's been gone. Do you think we should maybe look for an idol? And then it's like uh why why bother you know yeah victoria's like i I don't know how to look for an idol that didn't make any sense to me yeah just look around look at like yeah look at holes and stuff you know yeah and so it shows that like there's some people that just don't care when they're out there you know and maybe it's just their position in the game they feel safe they feel like they don't need to um and so i loved it because it showed lauren looking and looking and then she found it and it's like all these people who are like you know, the uh, hidden meaning idols are unfair to women. And I've never understood this, you know, complaint because it's like, all right, yeah, I get that more men are finding them, but like, there's literally nothing stopping these women from going out and looking for them. You know, Kelly Wentworth did it um, and she found it, right? And so they show Lauren looking for it and she found it. And it's like, this whole, I think their main crux is like, well, women have to stay back at camp to cook and that's a gender thing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, maybe that has a little to do with it, but like, clearly no, like you're finding, you see Lauren looking, she finds it. Boom. Like if she hadn't done that, of course she wouldn't have found it. Maybe another guy would have found it, but it's like, uh, just frustrates me because it just doesn't make any sense logically, you know? And so it becomes this whole debate of like, well, what do you do to make it, you know, more fair, and it's like, literally nothing, like, these things are so random, like, you can't really do anything other than, you know, just throw it out there and see who finds it, like, what do you want them to do, like, put it in, you know, one of the female's bags, and it's like, she sticks her hand, it's like, oh my god, look, I found a hidden immunity idol, crazy, like, so, I don't know, I just think, if you really want to find that thing, you will find it, no matter if you're a man or a woman, for sure, I think. Uh, Maldo, any thoughts on the, the disparity between between men and women finding finding idols? 
Yeah, it is kind of weird that it turned into a gender thing because it just assumes every single female on the camp is back there cooking. Like, how many people does it take to cook a half cup of rice? Yeah, I don't think I, that happens. Right, and how often do you have to be, like, weaving pom fronds, right? <laughs> yeah, that, how much per how much time per day do you think is actually allocated to all that versus them just sitting around, hanging out, walking off to strategize? Like, a couple hours a day, maybe three hours of the day they actually work right. on that kind of thing. That leaves all the rest of the day for them to search for idols. I just think, I don't know. I think men are just, maybe there's men just find it more because they look more. They're just more aggressive with it. And maybe the women that play the game are just sitting back and watching it happen. Like the ones that don't. Like, like you said, Kelly Wentworth went and found it because she went and looked for it. Yeah, this, Lauren did too. So another thing about Lauren, she's on team eyebrows with me. You know, we each have caterpillars just like chilling on our forehead. <laughs> <laughs> You do that threading, Wes? I do not do threading. I don't think Lauren does threading either. Oh wow! I, okay. I got a nice, I got a nice eyebrow too. I got hefty eyebrows. Yeah, you myself, got some hefty so. eyebrows. What is it, so threading is that like, uh, is that tattoos or what? Is it? No, that's like literally like they take a piece of thread and they like somehow like get rid of your hair. Like it like cuts the hair off, right? It's like to make your eyebrows look really it out. thin out or something. And it's like a technique that they use. A friend of mine who had, you know, caterpillars, like he's, <laughs> um, I think cause he's gay. And so he had to be all like, you know, proper and whatnot. If you so have caterpillar eyebrows, you cannot cut them in half or like really minimize them. Like, can you imagine like Maldo with really skin, like skinny eyebrows or me or you, Renee? Like we would look so ridiculous. <laughs> I have a big head, so if I had small eyebrows, it would look weird. Right. It's, has Kelly ever, like, broken down in her three seasons? Like, mm. pride or talked about how tough the conditions are? I don't think, like, condition-wise, they've ever shown that from her. I think that the closest we got was, like, her first season when she kind of knew she was it was either going to be her or her dad going. And after that one swap, like, you could kind of see the desperation in her. Um, and obviously she's the one that was sent home, but I, I feel like that's really about it yeah. that they've shown us. She's had a lot of like letdowns in her two seasons that she's played, and also here too. I mean, she had to go to the first two tribal councils, but she hasn't really broken or really kind of given any signs of weakness. You know, I, I don't think crying is a sign of weakness. I mean, that's really just showing emotions. But I, I don't know. I kind of would want to want to see Kelly at like uh, wit's end, you know, and like kind of see what she's like all about if she's like like able to cry you know because i don't i don't know it seems like there's a lack of emotion that she uh, shows sometimes renee any thoughts yeah, that's possible um, i don't know sorry no i was just gonna say i feel like you should never cry because that means you're a weak person <laughs> no yeah keep, <laughs> they always say keep emotions bottled up inside of you that's the way to go <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I mean, maybe she did cry. I mean, there's maybe maybe she's had some downer moments, and it just hasn't fit into the overall narrative of the show. So maybe they, like everybody probably has their moments out there. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Thirty-nine yeah, days for I sure. Yeah. that. Maybe she's just really tough. She just doesn't. Everybody reacts to stress differently, and maybe just her reactions aren't to break down. It's just to kind of tough it out. You, you know, I don't know. I think the t the toughest people still break down out there. I mean, look at. You know, Russell's cried. Boston Rob's cried. Uh, who else is Tony? Because they're bitches. Had, Tony had like a moment where <laughs> I think he cried too. So if you think of no, yeah. these like really I, I hard men, 
weak to cry. I'm not saying it's weak to cry. I'm just saying that maybe not everybody reacts by crying, like reacts to stress by crying and getting breaking yeah. down that way. Yeah. Uh, so switching over to the other tribe, a lot of focus on Aubrey this episode. Is Aubrey being too friendly? Is she strategizing too much, Renee? What do you think? Yeah, let's have a dialogue about this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I uh, barely paid attention to that the first time around, but the second time around I saw it and I was like, oof, this is not good. Like, they are showing her to be this, like, fake person, right? Like, they're going, went out of their way to highlight this package, edit this package together of her being this weirdo that is going around and giving the same, you know, speech to everyone on the tribe. And it's like, hey, could she be more fake? You know? like, And it's like, ooh, that is not good. Like, if I were Aubrey and I saw that, I'd be like, ooh, yikes. So my initial reaction was like, well, what the hell does this mean? Like, does this mean that she's about to be blindsided next episode? Does this mean that, you know, she's set up to be a goat at the end? You know, like, I don't know. It's just very, uh, it was very eye-opening because, you know, uh, I thought everyone loved Aubrey, including production and the editors and all that. And so I'm like, ouch, this is not a good look for her. Like, what? they wouldn't include this unless it was leading to something. Right. And, I'm, you know, my initial thought was like, uh, I guess the more times you play, you'll eventually be shown to be, like, an asshole, you know? Like, no matter how beloved you are, like, the, you know, if you keep going on, they're going to, like, highlight some weird thing about you that makes you look like a scumbag like they did to James and they kind of did that to Rupert a little and stuff like that. What's the, what's the line though? Like, uh, you live long enough to, what's the hero line? Yeah. You, you live long enough to, uh, as I don't know, something about like you end up being the villain or whatever. The hero, you live long enough to be the villain, something along those lines. Uh, my take on it was maybe I, I agree that those two scenarios, either getting blindsided or being a goat, are on the table for her. Maybe it's part of like she figures out that she's doing something wrong and has to change, and it's like a story of her overcoming the, a sloppy start, kind of like her first season on Survivor, where she had that breakdown, and then then found her footing like midway, like you know, day ten or twelve. Yeah. And she ended up all the way to the end. Who knows? I would tend to think that it's probably Renee's theory is more likely to happen than mine, but. It's not good. And saying the dialogue thing is fine because we all have our little quirks that we say, like little yeah. ways that we speak to each other. But for her to go up to every single person and say, I see myself in you. You remind me a lot of yourself. Like yeah. even if if like they didn't compare notes, if it were me and somebody said that to me, I'd be like, you've known me for four days. You're so full of shit. Like, get out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she could be saying dialogue like I say um or Renee says like, you know. Like, I yeah. I mean, it's a little bit. Just, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of in, I'm not thinking of the word. It's a uh, disingenuous. It's like just saying, can we start a dialogue? Like, just, just start talking to the person. You don't need to like say that. Can I start talking to you about something? You just start, just, just talk to them. Well, yeah, I mean, but, uh, the thing is, I think she's being, spiel. she's being friendly and she's strategizing, but you know, maybe she's doing it too much, but you know, we're not out there. So I really hate talking about the, the strategy talk. And, and I, 
yeah, and I also think like anybody could probably be edited that way, right? In that pattern, yeah. So, so that goes harkens back to Renee's original point that for them to include that as part of her story means something has to pay off for that to be included into the show. I'll tell you what, though, speaking about Aubrey and she's talked about how she hated the dancing or the tribe like kumbaya stuff. I would get rid of this guy, Ron, as soon as possible. I could <laughs> Holy I mean, shit. I was, like, I was uncomfortable watching Yeah, that. oh my god. I, could, I would want him gone as soon as possible. He just seems like such a nightmare to just have hovering around you for, like, nonstop. <laughs> if if we're out there and he's dancing like that, I would make him dance his way out the door. Boom, out of <laughs> Yeah, it, it went back to the, I think it was a Survivor Nicaragua, where they had one of the tribes came in, like, doing some stupid, like, dance or whatnot. Yeah. If you want to remember that, Renee? Yeah. Like Kelly Bruno, Nyanka, maybe. Oh, God. So just the organized dancing just made, made me want to throw up. Yeah, the only time it was I've ever approved of the organized dancing or whatever was season one. Pagong, if you're on Pagong, you can do it. Besides that, no. <laughs> okay let's just let's go let's kind of wind down the episode so keith got voted out that was kind of a no-brainer and then keith was praying to the almighty lord jesus christ our savior asking him whether or not he should stay in the game what do you think about this whole god stuff and jesus stuff bringing being brought into the game moldo I'm personally not a fan of it. I think if whatever gives you strength out there, go for it. I mean, if, if that's your thing, I'm not going to criticize that. But if you start bringing religion to it, into it, like Coach in South Pacific, as a means to control people, then I have a problem with it. And I ended up biting him in the ass at the end of the game. So I think people are okay with you praying or whatever. Just don't try to say, like, oh, we're good people and you're bad people because you're not praying out there. Like, as long as you don't turn it into something, it's fine. You know, I kind of, I kind of like it more with Coach using that as like a relatable, like, group thing to kind of get people together. I just, I don't like it when people are saying like, like God, give me the strength to figure out like which my my decision what it should be. Because I, like I said on Twitter, I think it's, I think it's fucking selfish. You know, yeah. it's you know, he, God does not care if there is a God. He doesn't care about if you hit a home run, score a touchdown, or win an I find a hidden immunity idol, or stay in the game. You know, because there's fucking millions of people suffering. And he does not give a shit about a game. So, Renee, thoughts on God uh, loving Survivor? <laughs> um, well, first of all, let me go back a little and say that when I rewatched it, and Keith, there was a lot of points where Keith was just literally doing nothing during the challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I'm sure it was probably <laughs> yeah. because he was just like, you know, out of breath and all that. But it still was like, kid, what are you doing? Like, get your hand at least on that snake. Like, don't just stand there. And a couple times people called him out like, hey, Keith, get over here. And so, oh, man, like if you're on Survivor, just like at least fake that you are putting in some effort in the in the immunity challenge because uh, no wonder they sent this kid home. Right. Uh, but uh, to your point about the God thing, I mean, I grew up as really religious and like am not like that anymore, mm-hmm. even though my family is. Um, but, I mean, I guess – I try and put myself in his situation. It's like, all right, he's a kid. He's like, what, 19? Like, he doesn't know anything. And he's all, like, super-duper religious. So I think he's just using it as, like, his, like, crutch, right? It's like his faith is so important to him that, like, 
he reuses it and relies on it to guide him. Um, I do agree that like you should never be like, God, please let me win this game or whatever, because it's like, come on, like God doesn't care. Um, about last but if season. you're like, sorry, go ahead. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I think he's just using it like it's this really emotional moment. He's like, oh my God. I don't, although I have really have no reason, no clue why he didn't just immediately choose to stay in the game. The fact that he is standing there going, Jesus, God, oh Jesus, oh, what do I do? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Well, so, yeah. uh, that was I, I think that was embellished a little bit. I don't think he was there nearly as long as they made it out to be, and they definitely overdubbed some of his dams. Like, Damn. Because, like, at the end, like, whenever they're going over the wide shot, like, I yeah. could just see the editors in the edit bay and, like, the story producers on the show just, like, cracking themselves up by extending this moment as long as yeah. they did. <laughs> That's yeah, that's true. Like who's done that and made a moment out of something like that that doesn't necessarily exist for that long. Right. It's uh, it was hilarious. But let's stop putting nineteen year olds on Survivor. Can we? Yeah. Can we all agree on? Yeah. That? Yes. Like, let's go back to twenty one year olds, please. Yeah, twenty one and over. I, you, when you can buy beer, then you can go on Survivor. I guess in Canada now that they opened up and opened it up to the Canadians, they're what? It's eighteen's the drinking age or nineteen? So now they're going to be able. Uh, anyway, I'm I digress there, but. Yeah, nineteen-year-olds just can't handle it. They're just when when are they ever good? Like Will Wall was okay, but he and he was he wasn't a, he wasn't passable, great. Like, right. yeah, he was. Passable, he was only. I mean, the only interesting thing about him was his Andre the Giant voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think I think the whole Canada experiment is going to be a disaster because the only Canadians I've seen on social media are terrible. They're not funny and they say weird things. So I'm not expecting a lot from a, Can- a Canadian. Uh, on Survivor, but yeah, I think the limit should be twenty three or twenty five. I mean, look at the other young youngins this season. You got Wendy, Gavin, uh, Keith. Yeah, and really haven't seen anything interesting from any of them. But so this, hey, to end the Jesus I think a Richard player season too. It's like those those people just seem like they're just so. When you get like a guy, a, a person who's played the game before, they're just lambs led to the slaughter. Right, uh, and to kind of end the God talk. So didn't Davey have like a challenge? last year a personal challenge like he was given an advantage and like he had to decide if he wanted to keep going or was that like a ghost island thing i think it was davy uh, yeah that was uh he found um he found like a clue and then it told him to go to some place like at night and so he went there and it was that chris noble challenge where it was like you know you can pick this thing and then but you can go further if you like risk it or whatever right. and so he was like praying to jesus yeah. <laughs> um which uh and he stopped short I mean, he could have kept going to get yeah he could have kept going uh, again I, I feel like it's kind of a little bit like keith where it's like i don't know maybe they're just using it as a crutch because they're like well if i ask god to have me keep going and i don't make it like i can just blame him you know <laughs> like if i get it <laughs> wrong astray, just, but that, 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 that was, uh, it was planned. it was meant to be then right um, yeah, that was meant to be. So, like, that's kind of how their rationale process is, I guess. Hey, look, if you want to be spiritual, I have no problem uh, with that. If you want to, and if you use it as a crutch, or that's where you go to, you talk to God to kind of get you through certain situations. I don't hate on that. I, I just, I think it's kind of, I think it's silly and selfish to think that God cares about whether you get voted out first or if you win Survivor. I mean, that's just to end the conversation on that. Um, 
Okay, so we just mentioned Gavin for a second. Gavin, a fr- uh, friend of the program, was not a fan of uh, some of the things that were saying about him last episode. <laughs> Do you want to apologize to Gavin, Renee? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, hey, Gavin, what's up? Um, I don't know you, right? And, uh, you know, you don't know me. Uh, I'm just here spitballing about uh, some dude that I watch on, a, a television character that I watch on uh, TV. Exactly. So, uh you know, pay no mind to what I say. Um, it's all in good fun. And uh, you're from the South, so there's a bunch of weird things happening down there anyway. So um, it is what it is. But uh, thanks for listening. Um, I didn't actually think any of these people would actually hear us. So, yeah, What happened? Gavin tuned in last week? He's the guy with the weird tattoo, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's the guy with the weird tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to apologize to him. Sorry, Gavin. <laughs> nah, whatever. Um, okay. So, like, you guys talked some shit and he heard it? That's, no, that's I, cool. he, took it in stri- he took it in stride. He took it in stride. So. Yeah. Is he the one making, like, weird t-shirts with Johnny Fairplay? What's going on with that? Like, uh, Johnny Fairplay's making t-shirts? He's trying, to, these he's, people? He's trying to monetize his uh, Survivor following, yeah. Who's buying t-shirts? Fairplay's, like, gone off the deep end. Like, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Good transition, but, uh, Renee. So people going off the deep end, what do you uh, – so I guess you have some hot takes about Spencer Bledsoe. Oh, man. Um, I have a lot to say about Spencer. All right, let's see. I don't know if uh, well, so, you guys have time. So we're about to go to Spencer. Any, you guys have any wrap-up uh, closing thoughts on the episode? Well, who do you think is going to get voted out next? Uh, I think – I guess Wendy probably. Um I, we really haven't seen much from the other tribes, so I'm I'm guessing that no, they're they're not gonna go to to a tribal. So I, I'm gonna say Wendy, Baldo. I say Wendy and Aubrey. I'm gonna go out on the limb and say Aubrey if they lose. Oh. So we saw, I think, in the scenes from next week. Spoilers. I know there's some people who don't re- watch the scenes from next week because they don't want to be spoiled. But it looks like Wendy has like an ankle injury. And yeah. Come on. This is Survivor 101. Jeff Wilson, Survivor Palau. You know he. He was walking around the beach with no shoes on, and he twisted his ankle or something like that, and had to be medevac. Don't if she was walking around in her shoes and she got injured, fine. But if she was walking around barefoot, you don't do that. Anyone knows that if you're ever in the wilderness or ever in a situation where an ambulance or like a, a chopper is going to take a long time to get to you, you keep your shoes on. Come on, that's uh, wilderness training one on one. Twist an ankle though, in her defense, it's like I, I have ankle issues. I twist often, and it's so easy to do it if you have that problem. So but she's not tall. She's, she's not tall and lanky like you. That's true. I, I, I'm, very, I'm all limbs, man. I'm all limbs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Wendy, either a medevac or she's gonna get voted out. Or you know, maybe Dude. it could be like, yeah, who, who knows? Maybe War Dog gets voted out if there's a swap. That could be. Yeah, it all depends on the swap. I don't think there's gonna be a swap this week. I would imagine they would do it after when they're after this episode when there's 15. It's a three tries yeah, of five. That's more likely. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it'd be, or they they could do it this episode and send one person to like, well, they don't have a ex- exile island or anything this season, so they couldn't send someone away. Mm-hmm. Where well, they, they could send... have it for one episode. Oh, oh, that's true. I guess they could do that. So, but I don't see that happening this episode. I would. I think they would go down to the three tribes of five. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear your uh, Spencer rant. Well, do, do you guys want? To... Do we want to discuss what happened first, and you guys want to give your takes before I, I go on my rant? So, okay, so it looks like Spencer Bledsoe came back to Twitter and Instagram, and he's been posting a lot of cryptic, like, kind of weird, like, heady shit. Where, I, I don't, you know, I didn't even bother to uh, skim it. It just looked kind of, like, out of left field and just 
kind of like someone was losing their mind, or it's all some kind of um, what is it? It's all some, some kind of performance, like some Shia LaBeouf performance. Or, you know, it's just like he's playing along and it's like he's going on 40, so he's making him seem like kind of like a wild card. Or he's just trying to build up some, uh, some, some suspense for him going. I saw him like feuding with Richard Hatch or, I don't know, with like Jeff Popes jumped in there. It just like seemed so contrived. Maldo? Yeah, it was a weird situation. And I, and I, I can't believe Probes weighed in on it. I'm just not a big Spencer fan in general. It, he seems like a bit disingenuous and full yeah. himself, uh, just from what I've seen. And I think it was weird. It's just like he comes on and wants some attention from the Survivor community and then disappears again, which is fine. He doesn't know anybody anything, but it's just, uh, it's just, it just reeks of like self-important douchiness, like the whole like the universe, man. The answer's blown in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> People that talk like that, they're just trying to sound so smart, and it, it sounds ridiculous to me. Or reads ridiculous yeah, to well, me. Well, first of all, yeah, these people, you just you just mentioned something that we've always kind of uh, talked up, about how these people don't owe, you, owe us anything. And, yeah, they don't owe us anything, you know, on social media, but they should at least enjoy the ride, and they should t- take advantage of uh, this newfound following and, like, quasi-fame that they have. But yeah, they don't owe us anything, but you know, they should at least be interacting and, and promoting the show and you know, I don't know. Renee, thoughts on this whole thing? Oh boy, do I have some thoughts. Alright, let's go. Um, Alright, let me uh, indulge you with a story. Uh, sit back, put your feet up, um, I'm going to tell you a tale. Uh, so, this all started way back in 2014, right? Briefly met Andy from Big Brother. You remember that guy? He was hosting these uh these viewing parties after his the summer after he won in Chicago. That's where I'm from or where I live. And so um, it was my birthday um, of uh, 2014. Uh, just recently got married, and uh, Andy invited us to this viewing party at this bar. So I said, ah, why not? Let's go, right? So my wife met up with me. We went, and. Uh, we're having some drinks, talking to some people, and Spencer shows up, and he had just come out of Cagayan, right? Had just aired, and uh, so he comes in, you know, get to talking to him, uh, stay there, like, and eventually, like, it's one a.m. and like we're all like really fucking drunk, and it's like a f- small handful of people, right? Like Spencer talked to my wife for like an hour straight, like at the bar, um, which is really weird. Um, and, uh, so, you know, we had a good time, right? We drank, you know, there's nothing better than just drinking with people and getting to know them. Okay. So that was that. It's a fun night. As long as you're not over 30 drinking beers, right? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. We're going to talk about that. You can see the picture on Instagram, on my Instagram, go take a look. Uh, so that happens, right? So then we. <laughs> Renee with the Instagram plug. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> then, uh, next April, uh, our Rob know-it-alls, right? Like, I think it was their second show they did in New York. So I uh, I went to that, um, and Spencer ended up being there at the after party. Um, turns out it was like they had done some second chance shit earlier that day or whatever, but Spencer was there. He, you know, saw me, recognized me, like, hey, what's going on? Like, we drink some more. He got, like, really fucking drunk that night. Um, it was crazy. It's good night. So like again, like I like Spencer. We talk. It's a good time. So then he goes and plays second chance, right? So then 
after he comes back, he got I got in touch with him and I was like, hey, dude, we should have some viewing parties in Chicago. And he was like, dude, that's awesome. Let's definitely do that. I'm hyped. I'm pumped. He's like, the premiere, I got like a private thing going on, but like we should do some private stuff, some uh, fan parties or whatever after that. It's like, great, that's fine, you know. Uh, you know, I didn't want to bother him. So kind of the first few weeks go by and nothing happens. And then it was like episode five or six or something like that. I message him. I'm like, hey, dude, hope things are going well. Um, I don't know if we were ever going to do this thing maybe for the merge or something never heard back from the kid like drops off communication um this was right around the time too that he started being edited as this like weird robot person right and so spencer just like falls off social media at that point in time and my theory is that like he left cambodia thinking he actually had a chance of winning right because he seemed really pumped about it pre-season, you know, and all the interviews and had, leading up to the premiere and everything. So he must have had some sort of inkling that he, like, did really well. But then he started seeing the episodes and how they were editing him. And, this, you know, he was edited really well in Kageyan, right? Everybody loved him. He was, like, this hero. And so I think when they started editing him to be this, like, weirdo that, like, people were kind of like, ah, Spencer, who cares about that kid, you know, that he was like, oh, fuck, like, what's going on here? And then by the time we get to the finale, like, it's clear that, like, this kid is not going to win whatsoever, and he doesn't even get a single vote. And so I think, and so what happens is Spencer just drops, like, off the face of the earth. You know, he, he podcasted with Rob and said, hey, you know what? This really, really got me. I think I'm done with Survivor. Like, I think I mean, I'm going to stay away for a while. I'm not even going to watch the show anymore. You know, I'm out, right? That's fine, right? Survivor got to him. Sucks. But, hey, kid, go do your thing. Uh, come back to the show when you're, like, 30 or whatever. You know, you got some growing up and some living to do. And then, like, a year and a half later something like that he pops up i don't know where on twitter and he's like hey i'm gonna be uh, rob's guest on uh this week talking about this latest episode also i have a new podcast coming out it's about mental health wellness or some shit and it's like great that he wanted to do that but also it's like okay so it's very apparent that this guy he just wanted promotion right he wanted fans to subscribe and listen to his podcast and so he came out of nowhere to talk about survivor which i just thought was very shameless and strange you know and then uh i went did some research he did like 17 episodes over the span of a year um and so but i think he did that a couple more times to where like he would just have zero involvement with the show and then he would go on with rob and be a guest uh and so it is what it is. And then he pops up out of nowhere again this week, right when, you know, they're kind of in the casting process of season 40. And he, like, proclaims, like, yes, I want to play Survivor again. <laughs> and it's like the audacity of this fucking guy. Like, dude, first of all, you're nowhere near being ready to play this game again. But, like, 
again, everyone can do whatever they want, but like, you can't just fucking leave and be like, I'm done with this thing. And then like, come back out of nowhere and be like, just kidding. I love this show again. And then it's like, okay, well, what if you go play season 40 again? And then you're the first boot. Like, are you going to pout again and be like, just kidding. I hate the show again. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But then, you know, you do some interview on some radio show and you're like, just kidding. Hey, Survivor fans, uh, I'm doing this interview. You should listen to it. Like, no, like just, ugh, it just annoys me. Cause it's just kind of like a selfish child thing where he's like pouting and he's, you know, I, I don't like Survivor no more. Cause it, it made me mad. And so then he's ah. his corner to pout and then he's like, wait, but I want to, I want to, I want this. I need attention about this. So let me, let me now, you know, come out of my hole and like start talking about it again and wow. act like I never left. I loved the show the entire time, you know? And he's, you know, blamed it on his dad being sick for some reason. And that sucks. Like it's sad. But also, like, if you're going through some shit with your parents or whatever, like fucking stay off social media. Right. Don't have this like, mental breakdown in front of everyone and or if you're going through uh, a so breakup yesterday or something i saw that he posted some picture of all these texts he's gotten from people that he has yet to read but and then he posts about like i'm okay no more no less worry about you not me be happy and then he goes into some like long tirade about existence and all this other bullshit that moldo talked about and it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. Like existential Spencer. Yeah, it's just like, <sighs> I know he like. I think he he obviously made some money from Survivor, but I think he also got some like cushy financial job at least for a while. But I think he's been traveling and going and doing some monastery shit or something. I don't know. And it's like <laughs> the privilege of this guy. Like most people have to fucking work and live their lives and support their families or whatever. And you got this kid who's like traveling around the world and being spiritual and shit and like having mental breakdowns. And it's like, ugh, such a fucking privileged thing to do. And uh, I just hate it so much. Like, I just want to smack this fucking kid around, okay. kick him in the nuts and tell him <laughs> to fucking up. wake up and realize that like, dude, what are you doing? Like, fucking just delete all your social media and just fucking live your life. And don't ever think about Survivor ever again. You know, take 10 or 20 years and come back and just stop. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, so he finished <laughs> fourth in, in Kagiani. He finished third yeah. in. Uh, Sorry for the long story. I no, just needed to get all that that's out. That's fine. Thank you. I feel Thank like you. I know Spencer a little bit, just a tiny little bit, that it's just like, he's a good kid, right? He's a good guy. Like... But he's just being really fucking selfish. Moldo, do you have any long stories about yeah, people's survivor arc? I missed a lot. Can you start over from the beginning? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, I think that the base... I only have good survivor stories about people. Uh, like, but Spencer, I would say, he just comes across as completely disingenuous. You could take a break from the show. He's like, It's like those people that announce, I'm leaving Facebook. Or I'm like, moving to Canada. Yeah, I'm going to Canada if Trump or Bush is elected. You know, and then yeah. you, know. you don't need to announce it. You could just do it. Like, why do you? And then nobody would even know that you're taking break from Survivor. So when you come back, it's like, 
don't draw you don't you don't draw attention to it. Then it comes then then it's just like I was busy. You can just leave it at that instead of like I'm done with this game. Like he had a good run. He came across as like a bit of a robot and disingenuous, which is why he was portrayed that way on the show because that's how he was. By all accounts, it sounds like. Uh, I don't have any personal issues with him. I only have good. All my interactions with survivors are great. I love Abby Maria. <laughs> I think it comes down to like it, this is just like a he's a poster child for why young kids who might not be able to handle Survivor. What he was like twenty one for yeah. Kageon. Yeah, he was like twenty one, and I think he was like twenty three when he played. And so a, a, he and he made in his whole Survivor run, he probably made like seventy to eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like maybe he wasted all that money, and there's like a lot of regret about how he spent his money. I, I don't know. I don't know how he spent his money, but maybe it's just like the whole experience wasn't. It wasn't for him. He was not. He was not able to embrace the experience or able to handle all the the, the pitfalls and the downfalls that came with it. Well, just the second time. Just the second time. You don't because he was riding high after Kagan. Yeah. Like everyone loved him. Like everyone was saying, like if he would have gotten to the end, he would have won. Which now maybe not so much. You know, seeing what we saw the second time. Because like when I met him after he had played, like he loved it. He was just like, oh man, I love this show. I had such a great time. And why wouldn't he? Like, he made it far, and he was, like, beloved by fans and his edit and everything. And then it just fucking things changed. He didn't a terrible edit on the second go-around. I mean, it wasn't great, but he still made it. Like, he still, still made, made Final 3. Yeah, you know, that's something to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but, know. Uh, Obviously, yeah. some, something going on up there that he needs to work out. Yeah. All right, we got to move. Okay. All right, we got to move on. Yeah. Um, I wish him the best, yeah. but I still want to kick him in the fucking nuts. <laughs> Okay, oh, man. we have to move on. Uh, let's go. We <laughs> do it. We do it. There's a lot of shit we have to get to, and we're, we're, we're running out of time. Um, I wanted to do a quick thing that we initially did long ago, where we read bad, like, awkward tweets or embarrassing tweets from long ago. Um, so I hope you did some research, because I've got a lot of good Maldo and Renee tweets. I'm just going to rifle through a couple of them. I only found a few. You know, well, let me just take this time to say that Wes... Uh, he used to have a different handle on Twitter, which I won't reveal. But I it's I the do it's have the it's the Wes Rogers. I, I yeah. There's, 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 I'm not hiding anything, Renee. Deleted everything. No, I didn't delete shit. You're yeah. you're a fucking liar. Oh, no, sure? no, what, no. What this is hiding? this is fake news. <laughs> this is fake news. It was I changed my name from Wes Dorn to the Wes Rogers. Rogers is my middle name. I was trying to separate social from professional because I didn't want like. I wanted to be able to speak my mind on Twitter without having that come back to my work, you know? And I didn't delete shit. I might have deleted some tweets to probes, or I might have deleted some, like, wor- like tweets that had, like, swear words in them, like, like fuck or whatnot. But, uh, I didn't... This is fu- fake news, and Renee's coming at me, and I don't, I'm not going to stand for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I scrubbed. I did some scrubbing after the whole James Gunn thing. <laughs> oh, I definitely did some scrubbing after that. Yeah, too. you guys probably had a lot of tweets to lead. Um, yeah. Luckily, I didn't have a ton of tweets, but like some things you tweeted in 2010, they don't age very well. Yeah, <laughs> like like you have Moldo has a tweet from on February 3rd, 2011. Nothing makes me more jealous than hearing my neighbors have sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just the truth. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna read this one. Uh, um, I, I hear my neighbors having sex all the time, by the way, and they get into some heavy stuff. Okay. Uh, Nick, Molo said on, <laughs> you were on fire in February 2010, well, just in February. You must have had some interesting tweets last year, because that, re- that tweet I just read was on February 2011. This tweet on February 13th, 2010. 
The next time you hear a woman say a penny for your thoughts, make sure she wants to pick your brain and isn't propositioning you for sex. <laughs> oh my god. And with Renee, <laughs> let's go. We got a I lot got of these. I'm only going to need two for Mine are awful, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, so Renee tweeted at Kat uh, oh god. when she was Kid and Swag 24. One, thanks for the follow for the number, not F O R. <laughs> Two, you, as in the letter, not Y O U, you were great last night. You, space, R, a character, and that's a great thing for this show. Can't wait to see more. <laughs> now, you might have been shortening, those, uh, shortening them for the tw- uh, Twitter limit, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this, this tweet did not age well. This was on February 22nd, 2012. I stand by that. I mean, I think Cat was a good character at the end of uh, One World. Um, she just ended up turning into like a psychopath. Yeah. Um, who gets arrested every three years? Uh, so, and then Renee Herrera, on March thirtieth, two thousand twelve, tweeted at the game survivor Messiah Jim Early, and let, let, let's be news to everyone. Uh, this guy is total trash. He tweets at Jim Early. Thanks for the follow! Exclamation point. I'm truly honored, sir. Now, why did I pick Matt Quinlan to win again? Wow. Yeah. Awful. Uh, I think you might want to consider scrubbing your uh, some more tweets for that. That tweet. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can't believe through... someone thanks for the follow. I know. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't know. I, I wasn't as a uh, as pr- as a uh, studied in the uh, social media yeah, as I was Twitter back then. Savvy. Um, but uh, I only researched um, wiener the the word wiener to see if any of you guys said that, which apparently you guys didn't, uh-uh. and uh, and poop. And so there was a lot of poop tweets. That are... <laughs> Moldo has a few poop tweets. Um, uh, my favorite one is uh, from July 2nd, 2013. He just writes, how come no one ever has to poop like a racehorse? Um, <laughs> which has one retweet and four like. I'm going to ha- go ahead and like that one you right now. You might as well retweet that right now. Retweet it as well. That's just, that's just uh, funny. That, that's one of those tweets where I'm like, oh, this one's going to kill. <laughs> <laughs> this should have killed. I like that one. Uh, yeah, so that's a good one from uh, Moldo. And then Wes, I mean, Uh-oh. you should see like all the poop tweets he has. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorites, um, and I'm gonna go ahead and um, favorite and we- retweet right now um, uh, is from uh, November 24th of 2014, and he writes: "Civility is non-existent in airport bathrooms. Must be the anonymity. Poop sounds galore." TP and water everywhere. Rather go in a honey pot. Um, I, I, I love I, it. I agree with that. I, I mean, it's true. I was, I was in an airport a lot last year. Uh, we did a lot of traveling, and so uh, that is very, very true. Um, and uh, I'm sure Wes would never poop in an airport. Like that's so beneath him. It is uh, beneath me, but you, you know, when nature calls, you gotta go. You know. Yeah, but man, so, those those airport bathrooms are no joke. Those are fucking disgusting. Yeah. Uh, also, another good one is from uh, April 10th, 2017. He's, he's replying to T-Dub, and he uh, writes, No one hates manure as much as Mad Dog. I haven't had a run-in with poop or manure in a bit, thankfully. Which makes me wonder, what does that even mean? It's but, uh, hey, Mad Dog, Mad Dog uh, Tannen from he, uh, Back yeah, to the Future. Yeah, that gif, but how, what does I haven't had a run-in with poop or manure in a bit mean? Means like, like maybe I haven't stepped in it. Yeah. Did you use it a lot? Did you, <laughs> you hand at it a lot? Like, what's going on here? 
yeah, just probably stepping in. I've stepped in poop and bare feet numerous times. It's uh, not 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 a fan. And there's actually, you know, here in Seattle, unfortunately, there is a lot of human shit on the sidewalks too. I don't know if you deal with that down in California, but it's basically not where I am. But I've definitely I'm seen it elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, Maldo, you have any tweets? I do. I have one from you, uh, 16th of September, 2016. You're replying to T-Dub, and it says, when you got a sex, you got a sex. I don't know. I just found that one. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what that means, but okay. I like how just all of us looking up our Twitter handles with sex. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you have any friend or foe candidates? Um... I uh, see. It's hard for me to uh, to settle on any of these people because I'm like, okay, do I call someone out that I follow and who follows me? Because if I piss them off, then they're gonna unfollow, right? And I don't want that because I need to keep my numbers high. Um, but also, if I pick someone that I don't follow but that I know of, right? Like. If they hear bad, if they like get word that like this dude's talking shit about you, you know, like is that going to become an issue? Like, is it like a thing where I'm like, uh, you know, not confronting them or whatever, like talking behind their back? And well, you're, so you're sub podcasting them. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go there, so I have decided on someone Uh-oh. that uh, I do follow and follows me. Um, and there's some interaction there. I don't think we've talked about him before, at least in this category. Okay. My candidate for this week is none other than Brian Gold. Oh, okay. Brian. I think we have oh, talked oh, about oh. Brian Gold. Um, have we friend or foed him yet? I don't remember. I think um, we have. But, I'm, okay, let's do it again. So, uh, it I like Brian a lot. Like, uh, even though I haven't met him, although, um, you know, uh, he was visiting Chicago one time and I was like, Hey dude, we should meet up, have like a drink or something. And he was like, uh, I'm going to be really busy with work. So I don't know if I'll be able to, I was like, all right. And then he would tweet out like over the next few nights, he would like be like, just drink, you know, in my hotel room, like kind of, it was clear that he had time to meet up for a drink, but he like just didn't want to meet up with me. Um, (laughs) which was fine. Like, it's all good, dude. I just wanted to, you know, kind of like see what this guy was like in person, you know. Um, but, you know, I will never forget that he uh, shunned me. Um, what a dick. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like Brian Gold has some really hot takes, you know, um, not only in the survivor world, but in the political world, right? Well, you're a Bernie bro and he's not a Bernie fan, right? Well, he's a, he's a very centrist Democrat, right? So he's one of these uh, like ones that believes that like we can't go too left because uh, we'll scare all these centrist people off. Which may, he might have some, you know, that could be something in that. Um, but also his survivor, uh, his thoughts on survivors, just all over the map. And like this guy, he loved Cole from Heroes and Hustlers because because he was like such a fish out of the water or whatever yeah, and you know not I, a fan I, of Cole, I just no. like that guy because like he didn't know what he was doing yeah, he's like right. that's the best part is that he doesn't know what he's doing no. and it's good to see that i, I think brian like, likes survivor one world too Fuck. yeah <laughs> oh, um, God. but he did like brad culpepper before going into game changers which i also liked him as a character so like i agreed with him on that so it's like you know and and, and so he's just he has these such a dichotomous uh 
range of uh of opinions on things that uh i just don't know what to think of this guy you know what i'm saying like i really need a good five or six hour drinking night with him where we just drink and talk to kind of get get what's going on with this with this guy so brian gold if you're ever in la let's make time to drink and and talk um take a picture together um don't be afraid it's all good um i feel like in conclusion i do feel like he's a friend uh do you know moldo you barely know him do you barely know him uh, I think he followed me at one point and then unfollowed me, so I don't know. Uh, what's so he, his Twitter handle? So he's a foe to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't I know. hate him. He's okay. Terrible, terrible person. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a friend too. I think he gets whole, all mixed up in a lot of these like disputes that we have. I think he takes yeah. things, might take things too personally. But I also, what's his he, uh, Twitter handle? Do you guys have it? Sorry. I wanted to see if I knew him. Let me see. It's uh, bgold1711. Yeah, I think he's private. But um, he's uh, uh, yeah. And yeah, he his favorite. I think he, he's locked though. Oh, yeah, well. his favorite season okay. is Survivor Africa, so I gotta give him props to that. Survivor Africa is a perfect season. And yeah, but his his whole argument about the winner is the rightful winner of Survivor is bullshit. We all know that that's not true. That is true. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Okay, it's not I, true. I think this, you win. Then you deserve it because it's all luck, like so much luck involved, anyways. So you gotta factor that in. Well, there's no, there's no luck in the voting process. I mean, those votes are based off of popularity a lot of times. Yeah, but I mean, there's just luck involved just to get to the end. Well, I feel like yeah, so of much course. Luck involved. The game's like so the game's like seventy percent luck. You deserve it. Yeah. You're deserving winner. Like maybe you weren't the best player, but you deserve the win. Just mm-hmm. like sometimes in poker, like you weren't, you might not be the best player at the table, but you end up winning. No, no, I get that, but. You can kind of – and poker's different too because you can prevent those lucky hands by building up a stack and be able to handle those defeats. But uh, you can't really do – well, if you had idols and stuff in Survivor, you can prevent a lucky vote out. But Yeah, or a fire-making challenge created for you at the Final Four right. that no one knows about. Yeah. Uh, he's a friend. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So we need a clickbaity friend or foe just to, just, uh, just to cause some waves. We need to do Uh-oh. an interesting one. Okay, um, like we did with Josh last week. Let's see. Okay, uh, here I got I got a great one for you, Renee. Shut up, Sam. Uh-huh. Max Dawson. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I have a long, rich history with Max Dawson. Um, but I'll save that story for another day. All right, we'll save this um, Max story for another day. Uh. Ah. Uh, I mean, at one point, Max was definitely a foe, but uh, ever since he went and played, I would say he's a very, uh, what is this? What am I trying to say? Um, he's a, he's like a, a tightrope friend, I would say. Like, it could go either way at any point in time. Is it like but, one of those private versus public friends? Uh, like they, they handle like treat you uh, differently publicly than they would privately. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but uh, Max, I don't know what his deal is. He's he's just a weird fucking dude. Um, he always has been, but uh, I just wish the best for him and hope that he's happy. Yeah, Maldo takes on Max. 
Uh, I've met him a couple times. He seems like a nice enough guy. I have like mutual like a friend of mine is like an acquaintance of his, I think, through Corinne. Uh, so I've met him through that, but I don't know. He was a bit standoffish both times I met him. But he was perfectly polite, so I have really nothing bad to say about him on a personal level. He's like one of the, yeah. He's like one of those people who like who fluctuates like or uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, Vas- vacillates between like friend yeah. or foe all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think you know he's helped me out. He's he's given me a lot of advice for this podcast and stuff. He's also. Uh, He's been friendly a lot of times, but occasionally have like these dickish, like douchebag tendencies yeah. to do things. So he's a friend, say, but he's like definitely a douchebag sometimes. Yeah, the du- one of the douchiest things he's done was when uh, we gave him, we gave uh, remember JP from Heroes Hustlers, oh, like uh, yeah, I remember this we exchange. gave him shit yeah. for not doing his his uh, exit interviews, mm-hmm. and Max came in out of nowhere like, "Fuck you guys, he's a." He's a firefighter. He's a real hero. Yeah. He didn't have a choice. And then subsequently after that, because, you know, that got a bunch of likes from people like, oh, yeah, dunk on them, Max. <laughs> right, Fuck right. yeah. And then after that came out, a lot of survivors were like, wait, what? Like, you know when you're going to do your exit interview, so you plan that shit out months in advance. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy definitely should have um, – you know, requested that day off from his training. I'm sure they would have accommodated him. Like, there's literally zero reason why you should ever miss your exit yeah. interview. And then he went for the low-hanging fruit, like, you guys will never get on Survivor, too. It was just, like, it was <laughs> yeah. stupid. Uh, but, yeah. yeah you it's can- like saying, you'll never win the lottery, losers. <laughs> right, yeah, you'll never win a gold medal. Um, yeah. So, and, yeah, so he was a dick for that. But he's, you know, I, you know I'm willing to give people second chances, so. Even though he didn't compete on second chance, he'll get the second chance. <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. Like, oh, how did, how well did he do? Like, if he says that to you, the first thing I would come back with, yeah, how did it go for you? Like, what's worse? Like, going out there and just falling on your ass or not ever going at all? I guess you could probably argue the, the, the former, but... All right. Um, it wasn't was great on the show. Lovely person. Yeah. Any uh, closing thoughts or anything else you want to get to, Renee? Um... Let's see here. Um, I hope you enjoyed my Spencer story. Um, please don't talk to him about it or let him know that I said it. <laughs> um, and uh, I would say overall for this episode of Survivor, um, I don't know, guys. I- I'm really. It's hard to determine what a season's going to be like on its first two episodes, but uh, I just do not have high hopes that the season's going to turn out very well based on these last two episodes. It just seems like another case where one tribe's getting decimated. We've seen that so many times Yeah. Uh, recently. I think but David vs. Goliath was like the only time when there wasn't a, a tribe de- decimation. Mulder? Yeah, we need a swap. We need a swap. We need some action to happen. I don't want it to be a pagonging. Uh, this goes, or not Ghost Island, this ex- Edge of Extinction thing, it just seems like it's ripe to bite them in the ass. It's like some rando coming back on day 38 and winning, or like, he just, or whoever comes back in, like, doesn't make any enemies, doesn't do anything, but just chilling out on a beach with Joe, eating coconuts, and then he comes back and wins, or she comes back and wins. I think that will not be well received, so I'm hoping it doesn't happen. We've barely seen anything from Joe, which is, uh, yeah. I, I like the twist, though. I still, like, at first I was like, eh, I like it because they don't know about it, so it's kind of fun. But I do think, like, once the merge happens, that should be it. I think they should let it go. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. 
I do have a uh, one thing to bring up, which is uh, season thirty nine. Um, they're going to uh, start filming that soon, and uh, I think because we haven't seen how this Edge of Extinction plays out, like it's going to be interesting to see what they do for thirty nine. Because I know that obviously the more they like a concept, the more they do it, and the earlier they bring it back. So, um, I mean. Maybe they're doing this Edge of Extinction thing again. Maybe they're doing Ghost Island again. We'll see, but we really won't know for a while. So uh, I wonder, I think if this Edge of Extinction thing doesn't work, obviously we're never going to see it again. I don't think, right? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Are we going to see Ghost Island again? Um, I think that, they, yes, because I think it was fun in some ways, but I do think that... Um, they, they have to try and work the kinks out because it was a lot of weeks where it was like, you don't get to play. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, So this person goes there and like literally nothing happens. And then they realized towards the end that they were like, fuck, like only one person has gotten an advantage from being here. Yeah. So then all of a sudden it was like, let's just throw all this shit out there. So I think they need to rework that. But I do think it was kind of a fun thing because I liked seeing how they kind of would throw all these things from past seasons in. All right, so um, I did ask for questions. I wanted to get to it real fast. So Brandon Dwork says, Spencer got a, lo- got a lot of attention this past week for acting out, but what, uh, what other former contestants have been flying under the radar lately with some uncharac- uncharacteristic social media behavior? So is there any other uh, players recently that have had terrible social media that aren't on this season? <laughs> um, well, I have seen a bunch of people like, you know, start begging to go back and play again. Um, someone unearthed a probes tweet from last year, from like February of 2018. So, yeah, so I was getting a shit ton of likes for that, right? Um, and it was like uh, where he replied to someone and was like, hey, sometimes I'm out of the loop. Tell me who you guys would want to see play again. Yeah. And I think people thought it was like recent. So all of a sudden you saw these like survivor players like, hey, guys, tell them how much you love me. <laughs> yeah, I saw, like, Mama C and, like, Kobe. Like, you know, you guys, yeah. you know, you had your chance. Sorry. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see too many people. I don't like when they go and beg. Like, the, the casting knows, right? If you're interested, don't they contact you if they want you to come back for these seasons? So, it's like, is someone going to be on the bubble? But they're like, oh, they tweeted a bunch of times saying they want to come back. So, we're going to. We're gonna bring them on. Does that ever like help anybody? I don't know if that helps. Well, de- definitely didn't hurt. De- definitely didn't help John Carroll. Didn't he get asked to stop tweeting? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, he did. And Nilea, oh wow, too. I think yeah, both of them. They... Wow, they got they got a little slap on the wrist. That's okay. Eric Lavalier says, "What is your least favorite minority group?" Um, I for me, it's easily it's white people. Oh, that's a pretty easy answer for you. Minority, or they will be soon. Uh, I guess they're gonna I think, take over. Yeah, they're, I think. Are they the minority? How many billions of white people are there? Um, I don't know, but I know Mexicans breed like crazy. So like, we're supposed to take over in twenty thirty or something like that. Oh, really? So, um, we will. You know, you will be. Uh, we will be our overlords here pretty soon. I, this is kind of a layup. My least favorite minority group are Australians. Uh, Maldo. <laughs> My least favorite minority group of people named Eric Lavalle. <laughs> Eric's. You don't like people named Eric. How about that? Yeah, 
I, I'm just kidding, Eric. You're great. I don't know. I don't really have an answer. I didn't really put a lot of thought into this because I love everyone. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right, Logan Bader, uh, Logan Adair says, talk about the last movie you watched, whatever it was. Well, I just watched this as a movie, but I just finished Umbra- Umbrella Academy, and I would recommend everyone not watch that show. Oh, shit. A waste of time. You might like it, Renee, but it's so like... They, I've, I've seen a lot of people hate it, and a lot of people love it, so it's very strange that I, that's so, like, on either end. There. there was a lot of filler episodes, and the characters, like, we didn't identify with any of the characters that much. Like, I, I could care less if any of them were killed, so... Yeah, uh, I, I uh, yesterday, um, a friend of mine had uh, this on his Plex server, so I watched Peppermint. What is uh, that? With Jennifer Garner. Okay. Um, came out last fall. Um, it's about um, her. She like uh, her family gets killed in some crazy drug thing, and so then she like comes back to kill all the people five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty bad movie, but there are a lot of good like action killing scenes where she's just like shooting these guys and like stabbing them in their heads and stuff so uh you know it was a little fun in that way but it was really horribly written and acted Baldo, any movies or shows you watched recently i watched ibiza with jillian jacobs or gillian is it gillian or jillian i don't know uh i liked it i thought it was a fun little romp a female comedy it was very sexy at times <laughs> <laughs> I will say I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, a show that's on Showtime uh, called The Circus, the greatest show on earth. It's a uh, weekly. Uh, it's usually about half an hour, but it's a uh, to deal deals with what's going on in politics in this world. And uh, um, I know people don't want to get political or whatever, but I do think it's a very good snapshot of what's going on in this country week to week. Uh, for instance, last week's episode, uh, they had a, they went and talked to a bunch of people about uh, what would be deemed a national emergency in this country, and so they talked about the opioid crisis and climate change and guns and all that shit. Um, and it's uh, I I I always learn a lot by watching it. And so if you don't have Showtime, uh, this is one of those rare instances where I say uh, find it and steal it and watch it just so that you can kind of be informed about it. Um, very well done. Is it kind of like a Vice-like show, where they go from to- different topics? Uh, no, it's usually one big topic per week, but it's uh, like three reporter people, um, and uh, and one of them was like a former Republican strategist. So like you get that Republican kind of insider look into things, and then uh, a couple liberal people um, that uh, just they they try not to be biased. They just literally try and talk to people about like what is happening in the current climate of, you know, the country today. Sounds reasonable. Maldo? Anyway. I, also, I also don't mean to get political, but You're gonna I've get been political, watching though. a lot of Cheers on Netflix, and <laughs> I gotta say, after, I've seen, after Woody's arrival, when I was a kid, I liked Woody a lot, but as I got older, they say sometimes your perspectives change, and I miss Coach, R.I.P. Coach. It was very sad that he, he passed away after the third season. Uh, so that's wow. my... Yeah, uh, Cheers is awesome. It holds up well, most of it. I've uh, only watched one episode of Cheers in my life. Well, yeah, you better... Should I do a binge? <laughs> yeah. Bin- Has anyone ever binged Cheers? <laughs> you should live tweet binge it. What did you say, Maldo? It's awesome. You've really never watched Cheers? That's amazing. I think I watched You're the finale when I was a kid, but that's it. Oh, no, you gotta, you gotta watch it. Like, 
it starts to really find its groove like season one after like towards the end of season one they figure things out but the, even at the beginning it's still really it's really solid you know i i lived in boston for the majority of my life and i never once went to the cheers bar so i heard it's, it's just a, a tourist trip what a show did you ever go to the bean in chicago Ray? uh <laughs> The only uh, the only two times I went was when people were visiting from out of town. Yeah, it's definitely a tourist trap. And Maldo, have you ever been to the trash dumps of Pittsburgh? The trash dumps of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I what, got distracted. Yeah, oh, Beyonce just walked out. What, here. Sorry. What's the number uh, one thing? I'm gonna choose to ignore that slide. <laughs> what's the number one thing to do in Pittsburgh besides go? Like what? Go to um, uh, what's the uh, Permani Brothers? Oh well, yeah, that's always number one for me when I go. But I, I say going to like Mount Washington, overlooking the city, take a ride on the incline if it's nice, and go to Point State Park where like the Three Rivers converge. Mm-hmm. Is it, Pittsburgh, I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you. It doesn't Pittsburgh have the most bridges in? Uh, isn't doesn't Pittsburgh have the record for number of bridges in a city? Uh, yeah, it does. It's like they got up there with Venice and then some city in I think in Japan. It's, yeah, it's up there. The, the City of Bridges is a nickname for it, along with Steel City. Steel City is kind of outdated because there's not really any steel production happening gotcha. there anymore. So City of Bridges, Steel City, Trash City. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I think that will wrap it up. Uh, oh, you get the last word. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get Muldo to 1,000. That will be the hashtag, Renee. Yeah. Uh, get me over 1100 get Renee over 1100 uh, also uh, like let us know if you uh, give us some suggestions on who to bring on this season um, and uh, maybe some friend or foe suggestions as well okay yeah follow me on Twitter at Muldo that's M-U-L-D-O uh, and preemptive thanks for the follow <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway uh, thanks for joining me Renee and Muldo and uh, yeah we'll see you again next week alright
Except for the Pope maybe in the 